Welcome to Elevated Voices Podcast, where we value using our voice collectively to explore life challenges, including mental health, addiction, trauma, and ways to heal. With our voice, we empower, encourage, and transform lives. I'm your host, Daishika Bibbs, a certified trauma-focused therapist, licensed clinical social worker, and licensed certified addiction specialist. As you listen, ask questions, and enjoy the show, remember, this podcast is not a substitute for a therapeutic relationship with a licensed mental health professional. As we embark on this journey together, let's elevate our voice to echo the sound for the voiceless. Today's guest is brave, sensitive, and empathetic. She enjoys helping women from the LBGTQ plus community embrace and live their lives through authenticity, self-love, pride, and confidence. She received training from the Click Academy to become a certified LGBTQ plus mindset coach. Elevated Voices Podcast would like to give a warm welcome to Katherine Reeves for joining the show. Thank you so much, Katherine, for being here. Thank you for having me. It's a real honor, yeah, to be on the show with you. Thank you. No problem. So, Katherine, what inspired you to become a LGBTQ plus mindset coach? The thing that inspired me really was to help others like I've been helped over the last five, six years. I've been on quite a journey and yeah, I just want to give back and help others, you know, feel less alone, um, to raise awareness of um, LGBTQ plus issues, break down stigmas. um, And I just want to empower other women to be able to do the same thing and to, to have the confidence to be who they are, to be authentic. Right. And what happened over the last five or six years that was life-changing for you? It all started about five years ago after the birth of my first child, my son, and I was diagnosed with postnatal depression. Because I was diagnosed with postnatal depression, I sought the help of a therapist. It kind of opened a can of worms, really. Um, It it obviously helped me recover um, from my postnatal depression, but in that journey, it made me realize that I'd been struggling most of my life, really, with anxiety, depression, most of all, struggling with my sexuality. The, the coaching, the therapy, um, I've had several rounds of, of, of both, um, have really helped me to, to be okay with being me, give me the confidence to leave my marriage. So I've been married to my husband for five years relocate with my children um, back to my hometown where my support network is and and just to be myself so I've gone from yes I've gone from being being in a marriage to to actually having a girlfriend who's amazing and just yeah completely feeling myself feeling alive feeling authentic okay you identified two critical components of your life over the last five or six years. One is the struggle that you had with depression and anxiety. And then the second one is the struggle with your sexuality. Yeah. What happened to 
make you question your sexuality because you were married at the time. And again, you had your first your first child. Yeah, I think it had always been there from 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 quite a young age, really. I think there'd always been hints that I was interested in women, but society, you know, tells you that you need to be heterosexual. Yeah. You know, you know, you need to be straight, you need to be normal. Yeah, you need to be heterosexual. So I just ignored it. I suppressed it um, for years and years. And it wasn't until I was ill with my postnatal depression, I started to really look look at myself, look at my behaviours, look at where things, you know, come from. It wasn't until that point that actually I realised that a lot of my struggles and a lot of my behaviours and how I how I was related to the fact that I wasn't being myself. Um, I think I'd made myself quite ill the, with the depression and the, the anxiety, just not being myself. Yeah. The suppression of who you really were, well, who you are, right? Yeah. So it, it took a toll on your mental health. And for a lot of individuals out there, sometimes they don't understand that mental health doesn't necessarily mean that you're crazy, right? It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have a diagnosis of something. It's all about what's going on in your inside your brain. You know, mental health is, you know, what's going on cognitively, what's going on emotionally. Sometimes it's hard for people to have a better understanding of what mental health really is. And so there are so many different things that can affect your mental health. And for you, suppression was one of those things, suppressing who you really are. And so did your suppression lead to other struggles in your life? Yeah, I struggled daily with lots of things. Now I can look back on life and and see these things you know these these daily things that I just thought were you know maybe I was a little bit odd maybe that's just what I did um it was just a bad habit one example I mean like biting my nails to the point where you know they were bleeding and they were hurting and I couldn't do my buttons up on my shirt so it was very much linked to my anxiety I used to do it when I was anxious okay and I was anxious all the time so I was constantly biting or picking my nails, you know, growing up kind of thinking that's normal and kind of thinking, well, my friends don't do it. Why do I do it? Why do I have this really bad habit of, you know, biting my nails to the point where they're really sore? I mean, this is just one example. Yeah, it, it wasn't until, um, you know, I had the therapy, I had the coaching, I've been on that journey and I've started to explore myself. I've realized it's it's an anxious, you know, it's what I do to to comfort myself. Right. I'm anxious. It's your coping skill. It's my coping mechanism. Yeah. And it's not a healthy one. Yeah, so there's lots of things that me suppressing my feelings has had on had on my life. How was your marriage during that time? At the at the start, what I considered to be normal. Um, there was a lot of passion, there was a lot of lust. You know, we got on well, we got married. Um, and it was just as the relationship moved on, um, we were together 12 years, married for five. Okay. The connection 
emotional and physical just started to deteriorate we put that down to the fact that you know we'd been together a while um we were living together we mm-hmm. had children yep. you know relationships do yeah they do. do change they do evolve um over their over their lifetime and then obviously when I once I had my son and I started having the therapy and exploring myself it really made me realize how we weren't connecting on any level level. right we were almost just living together like we we weren't we weren't a unit anymore like we were at the beginning of our relationship it got quite emotional for me I didn't I didn't want to be touched you know there was there was no physical connection I didn't want that and it just made me you know it just made me question everything and there was me thinking well maybe I just need to you know put a bit more effort into my marriage and work on it and get the spark back and you know do all those things but it was more than that and I think that together with kind of looking back at growing up and you know my childhood and my teenage years and you know my early 20s and the kind of things that I'd explored the kind of pointers I suppose to the fact that maybe I do like women um just kind of made me think really and it almost it sounds it sounds going to sound really strange but it almost just came to me one day I was just like wow I like women like what do I do with that yeah so but at the time because I was in because I was in my marriage I just assumed I was bisexual because I'm actually bisexual because I'm married and I've only ever been in heterosexual relationships. So I came out as bisexual to my husband. Actually, it was it was hard, but it was almost like nothing was changing because I was just bisexual. It meant we could still be married, we could still be a family. For for my husband, in his eyes, nothing had changed. But for me, it had. And it was changing. And I was, and so we kind of carried on with me being uh, having come out as bisexual. It still wasn't enough. I was still not happy. Um, there was still this wondering, this questioning. You know, all these things were sort of coming up, and it just got to the point where I just couldn't. I was really struggling, like really struggling um, with daily life, really. Um, when it came to the kids, when it came to family things, and I just, in the end, I just had to. I had to leave. So that's what I did. It's a scary thing to do. I also had faith that my friends and my family would support me. I feel like I've been quite lucky in my journey. Most of my friends and my family have supported me and stuck by me. But yeah, there was a lot of fear around, you know, being judged, kind of people, you know, thinking, oh, it's probably just just a phase or, oh, she probably just needs to work on her marriage. I mean, my my anxiety is triggered a lot by um what I think other people are thinking about me so obviously around this time I was very anxious it it was it was tough there was a lot of fear but I think I've I think I've been lucky in my journey and I kind of just surrounded myself really um so I over the last year I've just surrounded myself particularly on social media okay with people from the LGBTQ plus community to make myself feel less alone and there is a huge community out there it is 
absolutely huge and I didn't realize you know I didn't realize I just kind of jumped ship almost not knowing you know how I was going to land where I was going to land but I feel like the online community particularly um, I mean over the last year obviously everything's very much been online with with the pandemic has just really kind of held me and supported me and yeah and just made me feel less alone kind of it's opened my eyes to like a whole new world of the possibilities yeah yeah it's been really lovely it's almost like you have a a second family yeah and I know that you said that you have been really lucky throughout your journey I know some other individuals haven't been so lucky you actually have turned that care, that compassion into helping others in embracing others and letting them know that they are not alone. The LGBTQ plus community, like you said, is is huge. And so being able to surround yourself with positive, like-minded individuals is amazing. Now, it, it really is amazing. And it does give you a different outlook on life. And with that outlook, you think different. You talk different. You begin to love yourself in a different way that you didn't know that you could possibly love yourself. And so there are all of these amazing changes that is coming out of now openly identifying and saying, hey, yes, I am a lesbian. Yes, I do have a supportive, loving girlfriend. And our relationship is is healthy and we care about one another. And hey, you know what? It's nothing wrong with that. So how has your life changed when you decided to openly come out? Um, It has changed in so many ways. I'm myself. I've got so much more confidence. I'm no longer anxious constantly. Obviously, I have my moments. I'm no longer depressed. I'm living my truth. I just feel really alive. Um, I know that sounds really... No, that's amazing. Um, you know, there's there's been physical changes. So obviously, I, I've, I've left my husband. Um, I'm going through a divorce at the moment. Um, I've relocated, obviously, to be near my support system. I've got a new house. I've got a new job. Like, there's been a lot of physical kind of changes. So basically, I've, I've kind of started afresh again but then yeah the mental side of things yeah I'm happy I'm me like I said I feel free my mental health has improved massively it's been a tough year but I now consider myself to be a proud member of that community I think I've been really brave I'm just really proud to be me and it just feels really nice to be able to walk down the street holding hands with my girlfriend She's she's also very confident in in who she is. So that has that's helped me a lot. And it's just really nice to to walk down the street holding hands, you know, and be affectionate and just not care what anyone thinks. Um, if you've got a problem with it, then that's your that's your issues. You know, I'm gonna live my life how I want to live my life. I've taken the decision, you know, not to make myself ill anymore, to really be me, to live freely, to be alive um you know to go for you know what's been kind of in me for years and years it's really empowering it is actually really liberating just to be like this is me if you don't like it 
you know, that's your problem. Yeah, definitely. And the amount of energy and passion that you have in your voice about who you are and not being ashamed of of it, it is amazing. I would like to ask you to share any positive advice for individuals who may be listening that may be struggling with opening up about their sexual orientation or who may be going through that questioning stage of who am I? You're not alone. You know, the community out there is absolutely huge. It is so ready to support you and listen and and love you. If you are questioning, if you are going through, you know, anything that, you know, if, if anything I've said resonates with you, then then absolutely reach out. You know, there's there's so many private online Facebook groups, for example. Um, I'm a member of a number of them and you can just talk to like-minded people and you know even if you're just questioning you can be like you know you can just ask questions and people will just tell you their experiences and it's just it's just wonderful a lot of people kind of feel like they need to put a label on it and to a certain extent I did this Mm -hmm. I did this and looking back now I I don't think I think I was too quick to to put a label on it put a label on who I was don't feel like you need to put a label on something I think the point you made with not putting a label on yourself is very important Mm. because that's another thing that we do as human beings because we were taught that through our society that everything has a place right and everything has a name and everything has a purpose and without being able to readily identify what that is, then it's almost like you're a lost soul. And I have to be able to to call it something so I can know how to deal with it, so I can know how to address it, so I can know how to explain this to other people when they're asking yeah. me questions about who I am <laughs> and what I'm up to. There's no need to rush and take your time when you are exploring who you are as an individual. Absolutely. Your story is similar to so many other women out there who struggle with the same thing, who have faced similar issues, and they themselves are still afraid to open up about who they really are. And so I can only imagine how detrimental that is to one's physical being, one's mental being, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's almost like you have the weight of the world on your shoulder. And it's like something is pressing against your chest and it's hard for you to breathe. But once you take that step and say, this is who I am, this is how I am identifying and I love myself for being me, I can't change who I am. I think that weight lifts and it's like a a, a silent like release, almost like a bliss. Yeah. And... It is amazing to piggyback off of what you said about not being alone and being able to reach out. You yourself, again, are certified in coaching and guiding individuals through tough times. So if a listener wants to learn more about you, 
or reach out to you, how can they find you? Um, the easiest way to find me would probably be on um, social media. So my Instagram is at katherinereeves.coaching. My Facebook is Catherine Reeves Coaching. And I do also have a website, www.katherinereevescoaching.com. And all of those have my email on them. So you could email me or you can send me a private message. I'm always happy to chat. I just really want to, to help others feel less alone and like they don't have to do this by themselves. Right. That's what Elevated Voices podcast is all about. Being that voice for someone who feel like they are voiceless and encouraging them and empowering them to communicate and step outside of their comfort zone, be themselves and do all of that in a healthy, positive way. So thank you so much, Catherine, for being a part of Elevated Voices podcast. It was an honor and a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. Thank you for tuning in to Elevated Voices Podcast, where we enjoy using our voice to share information which promotes growth and change. Never feel like you are alone. Join our Elevated Voices Podcast community at Elevated Voices underscore on both Instagram and Twitter. Stay tuned to bi weekly episodes wherever you get your podcast. If there is a topic that you would like me to cover, or if you have questions, you can send me an email via my Elevated Voices Podcast Facebook page. And remember, don't forget to let your voice be heard.